Do you have more pictures of your goats than yourself on your phone? Does your vacation time get spent attending goat shows? Can you have a conversation without bringing up dairy goats? Neither can we. So join us as we talk to the country's best breeders, judges, appraisers, and industry experts about all things dairy goats. We are John Kane and Danielle Caroli. Welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. Welcome to another day of Dairy Goat Awareness Week, special edition episodes that we're bringing you all week long. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by my faithful co-host, Danielle Caroli. What's going on? Not much. I, we've got a really exciting topic today, Danielle. Do you, do you think we should just like get right into it? Go for it. Today, we're going to be welcoming to the show Caroline Warren. Caroline and family breeds French Alpines and Sonnens under the Maple Wind herd name in Missouri. This year, Caroline is the elected youth representative for ADGA, and that's what we'll be talking about today. So welcome to the show, Caroline. Hey, guys. I'm really happy to be here. This should be a fun topic. Talking about goats, talking about being the ADGA youth rep. I mean, I think it's going to be a really fun topic for everybody to listen to. Absolutely. Speaking of that, congratulations. You were the elected youth rep for 2023. Can you kind of tell us about yourself and your passion for dairy goats? Absolutely. So I started dairy goats back in 2009, which seems forever ago. So I was pretty much raised in dairy goats, specifically um, French Alpines. Before that, it was actually my mom who was in dairy goats in our high school years. And that's how she met my dad. So I was essentially raised with the dairy goat community. You had no choice. (laughs) There was no choice, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, I am currently a senior or going into my senior year at Northwest Missouri State University. And am, like you said, currently serving as this year's ADGA Youth Representative. What led you to compete for the position of ADGA Youth Rep? And also, what was that experience like? So my mom actually was a youth rep 35 years ago. So not to brag, but we are the first um, mother-daughter. Is she going to be okay with this? You saying 35 years, it's going to make her feel old. Well, you know, it's just, she's got to carry on the, carry on tradition. So it's okay. She knows that she's been in it for a long time and it's okay. Yeah, for sure. We all appreciate it. But, you know, she always talked about what a great experience she had with it. And I mean, it was one of those things that was just kind of in the back of my mind. Well, then my mom was actually elected our district's director. And with that, she had the opportunity to go to convention. So that kind of gave me the opportunity as well. And this, um, this was actually my second time running and getting it the first time. That was kind of a shock to me. It included interviews, a speech that you had. I think this year we may have had like 10 to 20 minutes to write up. Um, Oh, (laughs) yeah, it it was okay. My problem was I was talking a lot before writing my speech and then time got away from me. So I do like to talk a lot. So (laughs) if it gets too much, please let me know. Um, (laughs) And then they also, they like to see how you interact with youth, because obviously if you're serving for the youth representative, they want to make sure that you're able to communicate with them and that you can relate and, you know, really 
really bond with the youth as well. So even though this was your second time around, were you still super nervous going into it? Oh, of course. Um, so one, I do remember the first year I ran, they did ask us a question of, if you weren't to get youth representatives, what would you do? I mean, how would you still contribute to youth and ADGA? And it was funny because my response was, you know, I think you still can help, especially at your local shows, but also at nationals. You know, oftentimes um, they're really short staffed and they're just trying to continue on with the show. So this past year there were papers being printed and our um, alternate representative was actually showing in the ring. So that kind of left the past representative a little, a little straggling, which is understandable. Always show your goats if you have the opportunity, especially at the national show. In fact, they want youth to be able to be involved. So doing something as simple as organizing the number placings, because believe it or not, that is helpful at the end. I mean, yes, it's not that hard to count from one through 20, but when you're a judge and you're having to go through every single one of them after one line has left the ring, it gets a little complicated. And that was one thing that I answered to them. And then that following year, I actually ended up doing that. So I do think just being involved more in youth definitely helped because that they're not just seeing how you interact with youth at convention. They're also seeing how you interact with youth outside of the hotel, essentially. <laughs> yeah. For those that might be listening and are like, what, what is youth rep? Can you kind of explain what you do as a youth rep and the responsibilities and like what that looks like? Absolutely. So it's kind of says in the name, um, youth representative. So my job is to represent youth across America and specifically in Dairy Goats for the American Dairy Goat Association. I am required to go to our national show and stay there all week. I get to hand out awards for both the open show, the youth, youth embedded show, as well as the end of the week when we're going through premier breeders for youth and everything along those lines. During convention, I do help run the youth portion of it, whether it's um, putting on demonstrations or just kind of being a voice when youth need hurt as well. That's so cool. And I think I saw something recently. Are you doing other programming too as youth rep or is that just more of something that you're doing because you've been in the industry? And Absolutely. So like I said, I want to be a voice for youth, but in order to do that, you also need to know youth and get to know them from across the country. I mean, fortunately, I'm in a very central area that does allow me to travel a bit more. And I believe I know what you're referring to. A couple months ago, I was asked um, from a show in Colorado to come and give a showmanship clinic as well as just help around the ring and ring steward. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah. So that was just a, I think part of that is just, um, they got in contact with me because I am youth representative, but I think a big part of that is that you have to be willing to take on those things. I know in my case, like it worked out perfectly because um, it was the week before my finals. So I wasn't right into it quite yet. And I actually had a sister who was already over there because of 
a job actually too. So I was able to steal her car and meet her over there and then drive back. Is it required to do things like that? No, but I also think just give what you can. (laughs) Right. No, exactly. And it's providing, uh, it's a representation of not only the industry and it helps with that, but it also is just something that the youth can benefit from. And I think it's great that you were doing that and kind of going above and beyond what that initial role is and really taking that in stride. It was just, it was a very neat opportunity. And if you guys ever get an opportunity to even just, I'd been to Colorado once before. I actually ended up seeing like some crazy animals while I was over there that I (laughs) don't see all the time here other than just dairy goats and just take the opportunity to get outside your state, go travel, see new things, even if it's outside of the barn. Oh, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, a lot of us travel, but we're traveling to a fair ground to show goats or wherever it may be. And usually packing up and going right back home. So we don't take the time to kind of look around and enjoy what we're seeing. Besides from being elected youth rep, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment in your dairy goat career so far? Oh boy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I, in the past few years, like I have received like first and fitting team at nationals, second and fitting team at nationals, placed top 10 consistently in showmanship. But to me, one of my greatest achievements actually started like really early in my dairy goat career we all start off with like an animal that we buy and, you know, to finish that animal is a fantastic achievement. It's heartwarming. It's, it lets you know that you did something right, especially because let's face it, management is just as important as the genetics that you have. Amen. (laughs) Right. Like we, we can see how good management can just completely change an animal. That being said, it was in, I want to say 2010, there was a doe that we actually bred and raised and that she ended up being our very first finished champion that we we raised at the time. And, you know, that, that was just amazing to see because not only was it our management, it was our decisions of watching this animal who came out with springs on her hooves into a fully mature milking animal. No, that's totally understandable. And those things like that are definitely the ones that you remember the first champion or your first homebred champion or your first first place animal at nationals. Those are special moments and really do cement milestones in your dairy goat path. And looking ahead, where do you see dairy goats taking you in the future? It's kind of funny that you asked this because my sister asked me this today too. (laughs) Um, I currently am, I'm going to be graduating from college soon. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold my own animals at my place right away. That being said, that is something that I do want to have consistent in my life. I I know my mom is still going to have my goats here. And even in the future where it's something that she cannot manage, I do hope to raise my own herd as well, whether it's under the Maple Wind name or maybe someday creating my own, who knows, but I do see myself at least raising my own two-legged children with 
four-legged kids one day. So. Oh boy. <laughs> You hear that, Laura? You're going to be a grandma someday. <laughs> Hopefully she skips past that part. Like, she doesn't do that, but just we don't need her having grandmother thoughts in her head already. <laughs> I'm not a, ready for that. It's a little early for that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, now you're going to be getting pressured. Oh, so who you dating? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So goats, okay. <laughs> what are your personal goals for you in the industry and and for your herd? Like, are you like, are there any kind of like huge goals you want to do with the goats in the future? You know, with that, uh, the industry we we're not blind to it. We know there are some difficulties going, but I also know mm-hmm. that they are working to fix those things. It is a consistent. 24-7 work, but they are working on it. And I do hope that just, I would like to see the industry just continue to allow people to come in to help. I understand that there have been people who have been in part of the industry for their entire lives, but we also need to be open to new thoughts of newcomers. Just maybe they have an outside perspective that could really benefit us. As for my own personal goals, I would really like to be one of those voices someday that helps move things along. Awesome. And I think you'd be a great candidate for it. I mean, <laughs> you definitely you definitely uh, have been brought up with the right perspectives and the right knowledge to help this industry, I believe. And I, and I do really want to touch on that idea of the thinking outside the box or bringing people in who might not have been in for a long time, but have something to offer to the industry. And I think so often people get stuck in this idea of you have to put in the time and you have to have all these years under your belt. And there are valuable things that those people contribute, but sometimes it's also the person who is coming in from a completely different background that is going to bring knowledge and experience of something else that is going to help move everything forward. So yeah, that idea of everybody brings something to the table is such an important thing that we have to, as an industry, look at and appreciate. Absolutely. It's even everybody has different experiences in life. Uh, maybe maybe they're coming into dairy goats for the first time from the dairy cattle industry. You know, while it's not goats necessarily, they do have an experience with the same kind of registration that we have. Uh, maybe it's somebody who, maybe it's someone like my mom who's been a manager for quite a few years. You know, maybe it might be for nursing, but she knows how to manage a staff. Maybe that can come in handy somewhere. She's had confrontation and just so many different experiences. We just need to be able to relate that to what we are needing at the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have a lot of passion for this industry. I can tell with just, <laughs> you know, meeting you at Nationals last year and talking now. What inspires and drives you in this passion? The people. I mean, I, I love my dairy goats, um, but, you know, we had 
I briefly had boar goats before we got into dairy goats. Granted, I was six years old at the time. So how much work and energy actually put into it is questionable. (laughs) That being said, it's, it's amazing to be able to go to a show and people willing to help you after just shaking their hand for the first time. It's quite a rare thing, especially when you're going to shows on a competitive level. There's so many other industries that when they go to shows, it's just cutthroat all the way through. The dairy goat industry, everybody wants to help. They want to welcome you. They, It's small enough that everybody knows everyone. And while that may be frustrating, you do have to look at the positives. Everybody does know you. They want to get to know you. They they support you when you're down as well as when you're up. So, Well said. And kind of continuing on that thought, what can the dairy goat industry to allow the passion to continue to flourish, particularly with youth members? It's very difficult because um, with youth, you do have, you have to consider protective things. Like, I mean, not everybody wants their 12 year old going out on camera or communicating with strangers. That being said, I do think the best thing that could happen for youth is just giving us a forum to be able to communicate or just get to know other youth. Uh, I know they have been trying to work on creating like a YouTube channel for youth, in which case, while we may not be communicating directly to each other, Like I said, everybody knows everyone. So even if you don't know the face, you may know the name. So by giving that kind of forum, people are able to connect through others. And I think that's one thing that, I mean, communication is never going to be perfect anywhere. That's just the flaw of being human. But I do think just allowing us to have a voice can really help us through get connecting youth more to ADGA. We've had, um, we have things like fitting team and showmanship and management and judging and so many opportunities for youth to compete against each other on a national level in which you might not see those people again, but they at least know each other. And I think to start, I suppose, would be having more forms like that within your own community bring those new youth into those competitions, let them get to know each other in order to expand their network, I guess you can say. Yeah, that's all great ideas there. And you have a voice right now. So I think with that voice, it would be pretty cool for all the youth listening to get kind of your biggest advice for them looking to get more involved or even involved in Dairy Goats. I really hope this does help them. I know it's impossible for one voice to be a voice for everyone, but my greatest advice is just get involved. Even if you can't, maybe you're not ready to show your own animals at a show. It never hurts to go and watch. That's how, even honestly, this past show in Colorado, I wasn't showing anything, but I was able to watch and I was able to meet a ton of new faces that I've never seen before. And many of them were new to the dairy goat industry in general. Just get out there, go to a national show. Again, maybe you're not competing, but even as a youth, you have that opportunity to compete in a fitting team or maybe borrow somebody's goat for showmanship or compete in management. Like there's just so many things that you can do without necessarily showing 
to be able to get involved and learn more about the industry. What about their parents? What do you, what would you say to their parents uh, to try to get their kids more involved? With the parents, I do think they're, I don't think you can force your kid to love it. I think that is something that you just need to allow it to grow on them. Um, I speak in the case of my brother, he's actually allergic to goats. Many people in the dairy goat industry don't really know he exists, but my mom was actually like pregnant with him when she was judging at 21 or 22. I mean, you just kind of have to allow it to grow on them. Um, When it comes to getting them involved, maybe they have that spark that they want to be involved and they want to be a part of it, but they may not have the finances. The best thing you can do is communicate with others. People want to mentor. People want to spread the want to spread the industry. Just best thing to do is communicate with them. Um, they themselves. There's several parents who, you know, I'm not really into the dairy coats, but my kids are. The best thing you can do is just allow that to spark because they're going to see how much that actually teaches their child, and you know maybe. Maybe again, it is a financial thing. That's okay. There's always a way to start, whether it's owning your own animals or maybe helping out a friend. In our area alone, there's quite a few different 4-H leaders that actually have sponsored kids where the kids have animals at at the 4-H leaders farm and they don't own them. But when they do chores throughout the week, the kids go and help and then come fair time those kids are prepping those goats as if they're their own i mean there's a lot of different opportunities out there for people that's for sure i would also say that's a fantastic way to see if your child is actually dedicated yes one thing to have them on your farm and like oh yeah just step outside and feed feed the kids or something along those lines to actually have to okay this person wants you at their house to help them trim hooves or feed kids or clip animals at this time. I think that's a great way to see how dedicated and how much they want to be a part of that project. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more and kind of on this idea and train of thought, but slight tangent on this. And this is probably more of a soapbox too for me, but one of the things that really bothers me is when a youth member and usually a younger youth exhibitor is sent into the ring with a sickly malnourished animal or an animal that they do not know how to care for or show and as a judge that animal for me is placing last it doesn't have the structural uh soundness or it's not feeling well whatever the reason is there's a that animal is placing last. Also, if it's a club show, they're competing against people who have been in the industry for a long time, but then they bring a few animals and again and again, they place last. How do we help this? Uh, Because obviously not everybody needs a participation trope fee, but if they're consistently placing last, how do we keep their interest so that they can eventually learn to do well and not go, oh, I got last the whole time. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be involved in dairy goats. Yeah, so I actually want to kind of speak to both parties on this, to the youth as well as the people who are 
exhibiting against them. For the youth, listen to the judge. Pay attention to the comments they have about your animal. Remember, like, the animal you come out of the ring with is the same animal that you've been feeding and loving for weeks. Just because of what they said doesn't make your animal any less than what it is. But listen to what they have to say. If they're saying, oh, one placing over two just has a little bit more um, flushing than what the other one. I don't know if that's the technical term you would really want to use. But, you know, that's a sign like, you know, maybe maybe I should push grain and hay a bit more. That being said, from the people exhibiting against them, be willing to teach. Take, there are several people who are willing to mentor youth. Be willing to be that person and get in contact with them. And when it comes to also competing, you know, my, my mom, being a person who grew up in dairy goats, she always pushed showmanship. You may not have the most money. You may not have the prettiest animal. And you may not have been in dairy goats for the longest amount of time. But you can always be first in showmanship if you push yourself and work hard enough. Because that is a set thing. It's not about the animal. It's about your own work. So just keep those stuff in mind. Continue to work on improving your herd. Take the advice. And if you're an exhibitor who's new to the industry, you don't just need one mentor. I, I would honestly recommend having two to three just because everybody's management style is different. Different things work for different people. I'm sure I don't manage my animals the same way that you guys do. And part of that might just be different experience, but also different states. We Our animals require different things. So just be willing to listen. You will learn. And one of the most incredible things is to see how your animals improve over generations. Yeah, there, there are some amazing youth involved in dairy goats, yourself included. And Speaking as an industry, what can we do to keep you active and involved as you age into adulthood and start your careers? Uh, we, I mean, your sisters are kind of going through that right now as they get off-farm jobs and start spreading their wings. Do you have any advice for anybody or for the industry on how to kind of keep those youth as they age? Absolutely. So if you are a youth who, I mean, if you're still in the youth age for a while, stay involved. Um, keep keep doing the competitions. If you're, maybe you're helping run, maybe you're another person on a club show committee. I One of the really neat things that I saw in um, Colorado was that they had a management test. Slightly different from what they have at nationals, just because this one, it was, okay, we're opening this test time up for um, this time to this time. Come at your own free time limit, I guess, and just fill out a little test. And then at the end of it, what they did was um, they did, I mean, they kids were placed as well as they gave you back your tests and you could see what you got wrong. So that allowed you to learn as well as compete. Uh, that was a really neat way to keep kids learning and wanting to be involved and just expanding their knowledge. In my case, um, I actually, while I am youth rep, I will not be allowed to compete in youth competition at nationals this year. I was 20 years old when I ran for youth rep at convention, and I am currently 21. So at nationals, I have aged out from competing in the youth events, but I can still contribute to the youth events just by helping out, maybe just 
being an extra person on hand. And maybe you aren't youth rep and you're aging out. Stay on committees. Even if you don't necessarily have a farm right now because maybe you had to sell out of your animals because you didn't have a place to keep them. Keep your ADCA membership up to date. Stay on committees. Stay in those Facebook groups. Stay in the know so that way when you are ready to get back in the industry, you can. My mom left it for quite a few years. And let me tell you, like I, as far as I know, she's more happy about being in it than ever. Just she started off with Nubians. Now she has Alpine. So just, you know, often like nothing against nothing against the two different breeds. But what I'm saying <laughs> is when you start, you know, at a young age, you might have an interest in a breed and then it's very difficult to get out. But a time comes when you have to and maybe you've started an interest in another breed. It's okay to take a break sometimes. Just stay in the know, stay involved, whether it's staying on committees. Maybe you're just going to shows to watch. Just be there. We do create these bonds within the industry. We have friends who go to shows. We have mentors. And if you're keeping in touch with them, the opportunities will present themselves. And as long as you're willing to accept them say yes to those opportunities there are always ways to still be involved even if your path isn't allowing you to keep dairy goats right now or you figure in a few years you'll be able to do it again but yeah don't sell the goats and leave because you don't have goats anymore there's always ways that you can stay involved Absolutely. Well, I'm going to ask this question because I I just have seen this throughout the last couple of years, but uh, youth reps have really stepped up their game with matching outfits each, <laughs> each day at nationals. So I got to know, are you, are you going to keep it going or, or are you going to kind of do your own thing? Well, uh, Cade Cockburn and I, my alternate this year, we have discussed it a little bit. Okay. Part of the problem is both of us run different ranks. So for pictures, we've kind of discussed, well, maybe we do want to match. But at the same time, do we want to match the ribbons for the breed in which we're helping out with? So it's it's either going to be us matching colors and continuing that or taking on another approach of matching ribbons in which we're presenting. I think uh, I think it could be quite interesting. And I mean, it's got to be pretty snazzy, right? Like this, this is where you can say, hey, mom, I know that this top's a little expensive, but it's for nationals. I got to step up my game and really represent the youth <laughs> and ad go well. So don't worry about the bill. It's fine. <laughs> well, uh, part of it, we do have a dress code. So that really does kind of help my case Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but honestly I think she's just as exciting excited as I am Uh, I although I am 21 and don't necessarily need to have an adult with me my mom is going to nationals with me to help out and we've never actually been to Redmond Oregon and for those of you who don't know that is where nationals are being held this year so let's just say we're we're going a little more beyond than what we probably should but we are both really looking forward to it 
Well, it's oh, going to yeah. be such a special experience for the two of you because obviously you have your commitments you have to do, but at the same time, you're not bringing goats there. So this nationals, you will be in the ring and handing out awards and those things. But when you're done for the day, you're done for the day and you can go out and do things and make memories with your mother. And then also just share in the experience of being at nationals as the ADGA youth rep with her. And so what an awesome time that you two are going to have together. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I know I probably said that too many times, but it is going to be a fun experience, not just for us, but, you know, just, just get out there and like meet a whole other part of the country that we haven't met before. Well, I guess I'll wrap up with this final question. If an ADGA youth who's listening right now is looking to run as representative, what would your advice be for them? Take lots of deep breaths. (laughs) 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 You know, when you're over there, you, it's not just you're running, you're also getting the experience of being a youth at convention. So they put on demonstrations. Like last year, they had one about um, like a necropsy. Um, Another one was about nutrition. Just you are still going to be a youth. So enjoy that for what it is. Get to know others. Because like I said, they, they are watching you on that. They want to see that you can bond and interact with them. Uh, when it comes to having, they try to give you about 30 minutes before you write your speech. When it comes to that, when they tell you to go write your speech, go do it. Do not be talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to be able to have that free period to talk, but really like you you do present it in front of people. So that's another thing. Like a lot of people, um, the speech portion of it, you know, an interview, you're, you're just having a conversation, a lot, kind of like this podcast. You're just having a conversation where they're asking your questions and you get to know them as well as they get to know you. When it comes to the speech, people stray off from that because, well, I don't want to give it in front of a bunch of people. The people you're giving it to are people you've probably already met. And if you haven't, they're going to get to know you. I mean, it's just, that's part of the responsibilities of being youth representative is just interacting with people. So when it comes to the speech, just take a deep breath. There are always worse things that can happen. That's for sure. I wish I could have seen the panic in your eyes when you realized how much time (laughs) you had left to, to write it. Oh, yeah, it was, um, I believe the, I want to say the topic was like, tell me about a time that you failed. And then I'm starting to write my conclusion. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to be down there right now. And I'm typing up as quickly as I can running to the printer and just sprinting to the hall. I mean, it's just, I'm sure I looked insane. (laughs) (laughs) It was well worth it. In the end, though, I think. Oh, yeah. And now I get to advise people not to talk when supposed to be writing a speech. So (laughs) I I wouldn't trade it. (laughs) I think this has been a wonderful conversation for Dairy Good Awareness Week. And I I think that you're going to knock it out of the park. I can't wait to see what you and Cade throw together 
as far as outfits and just seeing you guys work out there. I think you guys are going to have a blast. I know we will. <laughs> well, Caroline, if people want to find more information about you or your herd, where would they go? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, unfortunately, this past article that had my email on it, I do not have access to that. Um, I don't know what necessarily went wrong. You know, a lot of things are happening in Adgo, which is totally understandable. So the best way to get in contact with me is probably through Facebook Messenger. It's just Caroline Warren. Pretty sure it's a picture of me on there. <laughs> or through Maple Link and Prince, which is our herd name. And as well as my actual email, which is 2020cwarren at gmail.com. I'm happy to talk to people if they have questions or maybe it's just they want to vent about something. I mean, I'm, I'm always good for a good conversation, a good talk. So just please get in contact me with me. I do love to talk. So, <laughs> Well, we're happy that you took the time to talk with us today. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of youth out there that are like, oh, okay. It doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope I didn't scare anyone. I promise it's, it's a pretty fun job, but. Thank you guys for having me on here. Oh, for sure. Our pleasure. Danielle, we also have some socials where people can find information about Ringside and us. And where can they find that? You can find us on Facebook by searching Ringside and American Dairy Goat Podcast. On Instagram, we're Ringside underscore Goat underscore Podcast. On TikTok, John's favorite social media, you can find us by searching Ringside Podcast. And as always, we are on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, leave us a rating. We appreciate it. And if you want to learn more, listen to past episodes, you can visit us at DairyGoatPodcast.com. Perfect. Well, this has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John. And I'm Danielle. And if you're sitting on the fence, just jump. It's no big deal. We'll catch you on the next one. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.